asking really the deeper questions more than just surface level, because I guarantee you it was not easy to start your construction company. I mean, it was like you went through some heavy challenges and you went blood, sweat and tears like we talk about that all the time. Hello, innovators. I'm Todd Wyant and welcome to the Bridging the Gap podcast presented by Applied Software Great Tech Group. You're invited to join our MEP and construction innovation adventure with a mission to propel this great industry forward. My guest today is Caitlin Slocum. She's the owner of Caitlin Slocum Design, a web design agency based out of Vancouver, Washington. Growing up with a family of tradesmen, she learned the value of hard work, keeping your word and entrepreneurship. She brings together a unique combination of strategic web design, development, SEO, and training all in one to get her clients' businesses to the next level. Welcome to the show, Caitlin. Thank you for having me. Excited to uh, talk about one of my my favorite <laughs> topics, a uh, uh, near and dear to my heart of marketing. So <laughs> thanks for, for coming on and, and chatting. Yeah, glad to bring it over here, get the conversation headed your direction. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So you, you have some familiar ties into construction. What about seeing the, the industry really up close and, and personal made you passionate about it? Yeah. So I feel like I've seen two different sides. Um, I have, you know, I grew up in my grandpa's mechanic shop um, and he was very old school, like did business, you know, shaking the hand, um, didn't really have a website till the latter end of his 30 years owning that place. Um, but people really trusted him and I loved getting to meet his customers. He built relationships with everybody that he worked with. And then I had another side with my stepdad who um, owned a riffing company in Minnesota. Um, and he was a little bit more in touch with um, marketing, even though he didn't want to do it himself. Uh, he knew it was needed to grow his business. And so I don't know, just I guess seeing everybody in my family own their own business um, it made me really excited to know that that was an option. And even though I never planned on, you know, owning my own business, it was cool to see their operations. Like I worked for my stepdad's roofing company for a while. And so I got to see how he did bids, um, answer phone calls, get the client questions who were coming in, payroll. I knew the guys who worked on his team and all their families. And so I don't know, it's just a cool experience. Um, seeing them build something from scratch and make something out of it um and work their butts off <laughs> so that's kind of my yeah. experience <laughs> yeah no doubt uh so you know you mentioned the kind of the the old school tactics and then uh getting exposure to the the, the new school and how that works in the the uh, kind of the practicality of, of construction but uh what is what is something that maybe construction is not doing well or, or doing in the right way when it comes to marketing? Yeah. So one thing that I think um, could be improved upon is the concept of storytelling. So the internet has offered so many new ways of forging relationships, meeting new people, um, working with people you wouldn't have otherwise worked with. So my grandpa, in the, na in the nature of his mechanic shop, people come in and they get a service. But that's not how it is with many of the trades in the construction industries. It's like today they're what needs to be realized is the consumers, you might meet them in person or get a referral or partner with another company um, and have relationships that way. 
But there's so much more room for opportunity in making new connections, working with people you've never met before. Um, whether it's relationships or business or social media, it's like we, the internet has offered us this whole opportunity to meet and make relationships with people we don't know. And so in a big way that's done online on our website. So being able to tell people who you are in an authentic way um, and make connections just broadens your horizons of the amount of people you can work with, the amount of money you can make, the the way you can scale um, that you wouldn't have before with just having to meet a person in person um, and have mm-hmm. those types of relationships. So it's just broadened the the opportunities. It's expanded the opportunities that there are through online marketing. Mm-hmm. I love that, that you sense. started that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I, I love that you started it with storytelling and anchored it in storytelling. And I'm going to try not to to get on a soapbox here because it's a huge uh, passion <laughs> of mine is is storytelling and the the power that it has in telling it your story through a narrative is just huge. People that's how people think and they relate to the story aspect of it. So how should a construction firm, how can, how can they better tell their story? Cause I think it's a big hurdle and a big problem in the construction industry that industry wide, we've done a really bad job of telling the story of construction and the promise and the potential that this industry has. And so we've left it up to other people to tell it and not always get it accurate. So how can we do a better job of telling that story? Yeah. So one thing that's really important to visualize is from a consumer's point of view. So when they're searching for whatever your service is, you could go out there and say, we build buildings, we fix your roof. Um, Nothing about there's a million other companies that say that and do that. And so storytelling is important because people now more than ever, especially like millennials and younger, the younger generation, they are willing to pay a premium price because they want to work with a business that they can get behind. So it's important to know what your core values are. And so I would encourage construction industries to sit down and have a conversation like, what do we value in our company? Like, what is important to us? Is it growth? Is it community outreach? Is it security? Is it... um uh Jeez, compassion, whatever your core values are, think of six to eight of them. And then put that story out on your website, um, in your branding, in your marketing, because people want to work with companies that it's all about relationships. Storytelling is really about relationships. It's about who you are as a business. I think people care about that more now than ever. That's why you have so much, there's so much interest now in like um, energy efficiency because people are passionate about helping the environment or baby turtles or serving the community. And it's like, whatever that is for you, I'm not saying it has to be any of those things, but whoever you are putting that out there, um, you'll see a great difference in the type of people who are reaching out to you, the amount of people who are reaching out to you because you're showing who you are more than just what you do, um, which I think is mm-hmm. really important. And it's super hard. I just had to go through this for my own business. It's like, I'm a website designer. Like, cool. That's not why people reach out to me for the most part. They want to know who I am and what I'm passionate about and my background and um, the benefits of working with me. And so it's still like 
the old school values of relationships is a huge part of storytelling. Um, so I think taking those old old school values of communication and relationships and just values in general and translating that into your copy and a digital setting um, is so important. Yeah. Are you familiar with Donald Miller and the story brand framework at all? I don't think so. So no. that's a recommendation. <laughs> it's a takeaway from this. Go read story brand. I'm obsessed with it. My team is rolling their eyes when they hear this. Uh, I, talk, <laughs> I bring up story brand all the time. Uh, it, yeah. it was a game changer for me when I uh, read the book a few years back. And basically his thing is, is telling your business through story, but positioning the company as the guide and not the hero because people aren't going to you to hear how heroic and how amazing and all the accomplishments, you are, yeah. and the awards and you everything know. That, that you have achieved. They want to yeah. know what you can do for them. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to see if it you from think of it their point of view. It's why we buy the exactly. things that we buy. It's like Apple is such a genius at their marketing. Like I will see an Apple commercial. Come on. They don't have their logo on there yet. No words on the screen. And you know it's an Apple commercial because that feeling yeah. that they give it's like high tech it makes you want it because of the benefits that you know you, you perceive that you will have and so even without words you can tell a story through you know visuals there's visual storytelling through your photos and your work and your team then there's the written storytelling and it's so it's so effective um and so underrated um especially in the construction industry um and you might need help in getting that together. I mean, I am all for hiring professional copywriters because that is what they do. They really dig right. deep into who you are as a business, what you value, and they can pull that con that copy, like that written content out for you and translate it on into your material. Um, but it is such an effective tool, highly underrated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of the things that kind of sparked in my brain while you were just talking there is you know, you said that uh, kind of if we go to the old school mentality of the, and this is not a knock on this guy, it's super valuable, the relational aspect of construction of let's, uh, you know, trust each other, do a handshake and we're, we're going to stand by our word. Love that. It's huge. Yes. It's a big part of construction. It's so important. It's, yeah, exactly. Uh, but the storytelling aspect of it I, to me is the the bridge from the kind of the one-to-one -one that frankly isn't really scalable because you're limited then by who you can personally interact with. You have to have a bridge to the digital world mm -hmm. to be able to scale your business yeah. if you want that growth. And the storytelling to me is that channel and that vehicle to be able to do that and have the best of old school, keep that relational element core to who you are and who your uh, your company is while also reaching out into the, uh, the the future and pulling in those those digital practices absolutely it opens the door um and yeah again you can't reach everybody on a you know the first time you meet them in person um but you can still make an effect uh and get the conversation started through the storytelling absolutely yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts too on on how you walk a construction company through thinking about their story because I, I found that to be a a big hurdle, frankly. In that construction, you know, the the story mentality hasn't 
hasn't been a part of the DNA of the industry for so long that yeah. it, it's difficult. They're like, well, my story's kind of boring. You know, I just go and I do my job on the job site and I get the building built and I do it. And, you know, there's no real story there. Oh, like, no. Totally wrong in that. There's a cool story there. <laughs> so how not. do you, how do you walk them through that? Oh, man. I think I have to become kind of like a toddler when I start these conversations with asking why. Then they answer and you ask why again. Then you ask why again. You ask why uh, again. Because it it really gets, it's toddler or therapist. It's one of the two you're really getting down for. <laughs> so yeah, it's not just like, oh yeah, I started my business and we build things. It's like, why? What made you want to start your business? And then they might say it. It's like, okay, well, why? Or how do you do the things you do? Start asking really like deeper questions more than just surface level because i guarantee you it was not easy to start your construction company i mean it was like you went through some heavy challenges and you went blood sweat and tears like we talk about that all the time so what were those what were those challenges how did you overcome them um what are your goals and aspirations for the future what kind of culture do you cultivate in your um in your company for your employees What's your mission? It's and it's hard, but you really need to sit down and answer all of these questions. And so that's what I try to do. There's what's called, you know, brand questionnaires or company values that literally digs into those those pieces. And that's how you start to build your story. It's like, okay, Mm -hmm. you know, I was this old. I was inspired by this. I started my company. We met we had these challenges. Um, there's so much more to your story than I have a business and this is what we do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah, you've all been there with starting from scratch and it's a difficult process, no matter what kind of business you have. Bridging the Gap is powered by Greytech Group. As a global BIM and modeling expert, Greytech is dedicated to empowering construction and manufacturing professionals to digitize and industrialize their processes to improve performance and build a sustainable tomorrow. With more than 30 years in the industry, they know how to be your partner in a world where change is the new normal and always strive to enable their customers to gain an increased competitive advantage to model the future. Visit greatech-group.com for more information. So let's kind of shift and go down a, a level and to start unpacking this practically for firms. What, what does a good website really look like? So in the last couple of years, um, in my five or six years as a web designer, I've really been focused on strategy and strategy in general was brought um, to my attention. So there's a lot of designers out there who can make things look really great. But one thing that I feel like is missing in a lot of websites is that personal, again, that personal aspect to it. So a website for a roofer is going to look very different than an e-commerce website or a website for a health coach because they have different goals, objectives, um, needs, different clients. And so it's really important in the web design process to sit down with these business owners and ask them those questions. Who are you? Who are your clients? What are your goals? Financial goals, growth goals? What kind of clients do you want to attract? Because based on those answers, your website should be custom curated 
to those goals and those objectives. Mm -hmm. So a good website would be one that is hyper-focused on a business's goals and and approached from a strategic way in that sense. So you're attracting the people they want to attract. Um, you're putting that story in there um, because in the end, that's what leads to the success of, of a business. Um, you can have a website. I've heard so many times like, uh, a website's like your digital business card. And that's so, so not true. And if it is, you're missing out on a lot of opportunities because what's a business card? It's your name, it's your email, it's your phone number. But that doesn't, when people give me business cards, no that is no motivation to reach out to them. Like they go in my wallet somewhere or thrown away. So if your website is a digital business card in that sense, that is not good. <laughs> yeah. um, it's, it should be a very powerful tool in connecting with the people who have landed on your site and then converting those visitors into, you know, whatever you want them to be, whether you want them to call you or fill out a form or book a free consultation, your website should be moving them to doing that thing, which makes you more money and helps you grow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I like that uh, on, don't try to be all things to all people that come onto your website. Mm -hmm. Even if you can do a ton of different things, uh, your website should be fairly tailored and, and focused in because if you're, yes. you're trying to conquer the world, people are going to come to your land or your website and be like, I have no idea what you're doing. And they're going to bounce real quick where oh, absolutely. something catches their eye and grabs them in and pulls them into, I like to think of a, a website as the conversation. And so you have to have yeah. a journey that you can keep the conversation going. If you're all things to all people, they're going to stop. And that's a, you know, yes or no question that yeah. you just ended the conversation with. Yeah. And people, I mean, we're all in different stages of our businesses. You know, there's contractors that are just starting out and who are maybe doing the smaller jobs or, you know, they, they're not charging enough yet because they're still unsure of themselves and like learning the trade. But then you have very experienced, you know, general contractors or construction companies who are past that. So what a, a contract, a starting out contractor's website might look like will look different than, you know, I hear contractors talk all the time about wanting those higher end clients they want the big jobs so the way that we put that website together to attract the higher end clients who are willing to spend a pretty penny and you know want the finer things and aren't the low like little project and cheap and whatever your website can tell that person who lands on your website oh these guys are for me or no these guys are too expensive for me you know, like you mm -hmm. can literally filter who's coming through your website, through your story and your brand and how you position yourself online. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you turn the website then into uh, really a, a money-making machine for a uh, firm and, and bring in those conversions? Yeah. yeah. So other than, you know, um, aligning a website to the company's specific goals and their branding and their messaging and that kind of thing. There are some, you know, sometimes even just small things that you can do to increase the conversions um, of people who live on your website. Things like call to actions are a huge one. And if we don't know what that is, that's like the button on your website that's like call now, get a free quote, book a consultation. Those should be so overwhelmingly obvious on a website. And it seems so simple, but you would not believe the amount of times I go on a website and I'm like, where's 
the button to get in touch with them. <laughs> like people yeah. will not keep the time to navigate your website to find out how to get a hold of you. It needs to be really in their face. So like upper right hand, this is something you could do today, upper right hand corner of your website, a big button that has your call to action, whatever you want them to do, whatever step you want them to take. And then on every section of your website, if possible, like lay those buttons in there because you don't want to, them to ever have to guess where they're going. So that's right. one of the yeah, Don't just put it on one landing page. <laughs> yeah, I make them scroll all the way down and then the button's at yeah, the yeah. bottom. Like um, one of the, you know, cons of our, you know, tech uh, digital age is people are very impatient. You have less than a tenth of a second to make an impression when somebody lands on your website. They will not search your site for a way to contact you. <laughs> right. Yeah, make it so easy. So that's a yeah, that's a a small thing. And there's there's tons of other like small little things and I'm happy to discuss them if you want to bring them up, but um those small things can make all the difference sometimes. It's really about making it about the user's experience. Like when you land on a website, what do you like to see? And when you land on a website you hate, why do you hate it? Is it difficult to navigate? Is it ugly? Is it hard to find information? Um you got to think about those things when you put your own website together and what the pe person behind the screen is seeing and thinking and doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, are, are there other tips that you have that people can have kind of those quick wins? Yeah. So other than the calls to action being really obvious, um, another semi-quick tip I'll say is making sure your photos are high quality. Um, you don't want low resolution or blurry photos because um, especially if you're trying to attract a high-end client, if you're seeing like blurry or low low res photos, it's not going to come across as professional. Um, and so, and that chips away at trust. Um, and then another thing too is like with your contact forms on your site, if you can keep, and I know it's not possible for every situation because you want to get as much information as you can, like especially if you're doing like a free estimate or something. Sometimes you need to collect more information, but if at all possible, keeping the form to less than five fields, um, that is a, is a, makes a big difference. It's shown uh, in research that the more fields that you have on your contact form, the lower the conversion rate is. That means like the less people that actually are filling it out. So you're missing out on a lot of people just by, you know, requesting all this information, you know, they're their name, email, phone, address, um, timeline, like all this stuff, you want to hook them and get a really quick um, form filled out. And then you can follow up with that stuff in a later conversation. But if you can keep it to like name, I would say email or phone number, not both. Um, and then maybe like what, what, they're, what service they're needing um, and keeping it mm -hmm. super simple helps increase conversions as well. And then you can follow up with that stuff later, but the goal is to get them on the phone. Um, so you don't want to, you know, get in your own way by asking all this stuff up front when people aren't ready to give it or don't want to take the time to right. give it. Right. Yeah. I like the, the goal is to get them on the phone. The goal is to have a conversation with them and to go circle Relationship. back Relationships. to where we started. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you want to build that relationship. So don't try to do it all on, online, you know, and I'm a, I, I love digital, I love, <laughs> but it, keep it in its place and then put the relationship aspect of it in, in their place. And when you have both of them, you're, you have a one, two combo punch that is yeah. really effective then. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I felt a little uh, so bad at the beginning it? saying it's it's an old school thing, like the shake in the hand. And because I like to believe that that's still relevant today. It's still um, relevant. <laughs> yeah. And people still care about it. Um, it's just getting to that place with the open door of the storytelling and your website. Um, that's important. And that's a missed opportunity if you're not taking advantage of. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think it's it's how you you go about scaling it. I said that earlier, but I, I think it's true of the the relationship and the the one to one is is great and is needed and it's awesome, but you just can't scale it. You have to be able to pull in the digital side in order to scale your business, and then you can come back to the relational side once you've kind of already made the, the introduction and the, that door has been opened. Then you you wow them with the relational aspect of it. It's just a, absolutely a that's a good point. The the scalable yeah step in the process yeah yeah that makes a lot uh, of sense. So how do you track how do you track the ROI uh, of a website? Yeah, so that is something that's important um, information that I collect uh, when I start to work with a client is I want to know their current numbers, um, and so that's something as a as a business is looking to maybe redo their website or hire a designer or anything like that. Um, it's important to know your numbers. So whether you use um, like Google Analytics or a lot of times whatever your website was built on, whether it's WordPress, WordPress, I work on Squarespace primarily. So WordPress, Squarespace, PageCloud, like whatever you're using, a lot of those have their own analytics as well. So going in there and being able to see, okay, how many people are visiting my site a month and like writing that down, um, how many people are filling out a form, and usually it breaks down the conversion by page if you have a form on multiple pages, um, how many people are clicking my call now button. Um, so writing down those numbers and having those ready for a conversation is going to help uh, when you get into a conversation with a strategic web, uh, web designer because we can take that info and be like, okay, I can see that on your homepage, like your conversion rate on people who are filling out your form is super low. Um, so we need that's something we need to examine, like the whole page, how it's laid out, how we're getting people to that form, how the form actually looks itself. Um, is it requesting too much information? Is it hard to understand what they're needing? Um, so by having those numbers, we can pinpoint the areas of your website that um, need improvement. And then go from there. Um, so that is where I would start is just knowing your numbers first. And then after a design's done, you know, I like to do three month and six month check-ins and and say, okay, like now, what's your conversion rate on your homepage form? Or what's your conversion rate on this button now? Um, and be able to see that progress. But but the first thing is knowing what your numbers are so you could know where the problem is. Yeah. Makes total sense uh, um all about getting baseline so that then you can you can measure you, you have no idea how, what is working it unless you have that baseline set exactly and a lot of people uh, so don't know I their can... numbers <laughs> so that is what <laughs> yes. i would encourage you finding is like have an answer know what your numbers are um i know it's like if it ain't broke don't fix it but you don't know if it's broke if you don't know <laughs> if you're not looking <laughs> so yeah yeah, for sure. So uh, talk to the skeptics that are kind of sitting there on the, the sidelines and like, yeah, 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 this is all just kind of fluff. How do you, 
win them over to team marketing. Yeah, I think it I think it comes back to the why. Um I know plenty of, you know, blue collar tradesmen who are happy to just be them and maybe a couple guys and they don't want to grow and they don't want to scale. And so again, a website looks very different for them um, because they're not planning on scaling. I would say I have to dig, you have to dig into those questions again. <clears throat> what kind of life do you want to have? Do you want to retire early? Do you want to vacation with your family more? <clears throat> if you're one of those people who's on the job site all the time and not more like a manager, um, what kind of life do you want to live? And then how do you get there? And then realizing that other steps can be taken to increase your quality of living and live the life that you want to live. Just because you're in construction doesn't mean you can't take vacations or have um, free time, uh, which I think is another, it's like, oh, there's all these people who are working from home and, um, you know, influencers who make all this money and they don't do anything or whatever, but they make money just in a different way than we see. And so just, I don't know, getting into like the potential, like what could be there? Just think about it or like brainstorm or like visualize, like what could we be missing out on? Just start asking those questions. Um, I don't know. I think it just comes down to like, if you are a person who's in a growth mindset, you will explore multiple ways to grow. And you can't just trust, you know, every designer or every SEO expert, and there's millions of them, that comes your way and promises you this and promises you that. You have to do your research and you have to stay true to yourself. Um, but these things can still benefit you. It's just a matter of finding something that works for you um, and your budget and your stage, uh, your phase of business. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. I think as with so many things, it, it comes back to knowing and understanding that why. So uh, I like that yeah. you tied that back for sure. Uh, so one of kind of my my favorite topics is is around innovation and to unpack that. So if I could kind of give you all power and you could snap your fingers and innovate one thing, what would you choose to innovate? I, would, I don't know. I would say... If I could innovate anything in construction or marketing, and I'm probably going to lean towards the marketing standpoint, I don't know how this would be done, but I would love, especially for the construction industry, where marketing, like all things marketing are such an unknown and a foreign language and like really intimidating, I feel like, I would love for something to be done to make it more approachable, more understandable, like not this like tech heavy, you know, lingo and jargon. And so if there was a way to innovate marketing, so it was more approachable and easy to understand for everybody, that is probably where I would lean towards. But I would yeah. not know how it would be done. I'm sure there's many ways. <laughs> I'm trying to do it on a small scale with me. You know, like I really, really want to be that person that's like, you know, somebody's daughter or friend or who makes this stuff digestible and easy to understand. So on a small scale, I'm trying to innovate in that way, but I would love to see it done on a larger scale because it's such a need, especially for the construction industries, I feel like. Yeah. Well, I think it's how we started the conversation on the storytelling aspect of it. Marketing 
needs to do a better job of yeah. telling their story to construction, just as construction needs to do a better job of telling their story to the outside world as well. I love that. Yes. The marketing storytelling. Yep. Needs a change. It comes full circle. <laughs> storytelling all the change. way around. <laughs> uh, yes. So how do people find out more information and connect with you? Yeah. So you can go to my website at caitlinslocumdesign.com. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram at Caitlin Slocum Design. I like to put out, um, I put out my portfolio pieces, of course, but I love putting tri- uh, tips and tricks on there about um, increasing your conversions on your website, SEO tips and tools and things like that. So you can follow along on Instagram for some tips and things you can apply in your own business. Awesome. Well, final question for you. What does innovation mean to you? Innovation is thinking outside the box, and it is trying new things, really digging deep into the whys and the questions to have better results. (laughs) I like it. Well, Caitlin, thank you so much for for taking the time and joining us to to unpack marketing in the, the world of construction today. Yes, thank you for having me. It was awesome. And now it's time for my top takes from this episode. First take, I know. I bring up storytelling all the time, but it is important. I loved the connection that Caitlin made today with the inherent relational side of construction and storytelling. It's spot on. Storytelling is truly the bridge to scaling your company from the old school to the new school. Second take, in your marketing, don't try to be all things to all people. When you do, you are actually diluting your messaging and creating confusion for the very audience that you are trying to convert. Focus your message around your why. And finally, think of your website as a conversation. You wanna keep visitors engaged to explore more and curious enough to raise their hand to build the relationship further. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you are interested in learning more, you can visit our sponsor, Applied Software Great Tech Group at asti.com for more information. You can listen to this podcast anytime by simply going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our website, bridgingthegappod.com. As always, I'm Todd Wyant, thanking you for joining us on the Bridging the Gap podcast. Keep innovating. Bridging the Gap is hosted, directed, and produced by Todd Wyant. Edited and produced by Eric Daniel. Bridging the Gap is an applied software production. Copyright Applied Software 2022.